Welcome to the How to Find Your Purpose course from Plato University. If you're wandering around aimlessly in life trying to figure out what it all means, then this course is for you. Combining psychology and ancient wisdom with modern science and systems thinking, you'll learn to develop passions into purpose, find out who you really are, how to make an impact in this world, and finally feel a sense of fulfillment in your life. If you're ready to live a purposeful life and want to learn the skills to do so, join us at Plato.university for exclusive content and actionable exercises with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. All right, today we're going to talk about how you can amplify your purpose. At some point along your journey, you're going to realize in order to actually solve the problem you've made part of your purpose, you're going to need the help of other people. Even in the classical hero's journey, there are mentors and allies that help the hero along the way. An excellent example of this is Lord of the Rings. When Frodo has undertaken the quest to destroy the ring, he doesn't take this quest alone. He has an entire fellowship of allies that are going to help him along the journey. And throughout the entire quest, each one of them brings special skills and abilities that help make Frodo's purpose an actual reality. On your own path to purpose, you will need a community of people around you who can support you, either contributing directly to your cause by working alongside you, or indirectly through emotional, mental, financial, or physical support. And this is exactly how we're going to amplify our purpose. Because not only are you going to be putting action and effort towards your goals, you're going to have the support of other people that are also taking action and effort and only multiplying the things that you're doing. Having people that support you, collaborators and peers, are a miraculous source of strength and support. And accepting that support isn't a sign of weakness. It's a profound human strength. My bet is that you're purpose is pretty ambitious and you're only one person there's only 24 hours in a day and there's only so much capacity you have to do things this is why you need other people around you so let's discuss how you can start to build that community of support for yourself we're going to move through three levels starting with the people the closest around you and moving out to building an audience people that consume and support your work and taking that one level further into creating a movement something that people rally behind and this idea goes way beyond you and lives on its own but let's first start at level one your immediate community these are your immediate connections that are going to support you your family your friends your peers your networks and the different people you collaborate with and building that first level of immediate support you're going to need to evaluate your family and friends that are in your immediate circle as people that are going to support you or be cynics of your new work and your new dream Cynics expect the worst of everyone and predict failure around every corner. So if you need rocket fuel to achieve your dreams, don't go looking in the places that cynics are because they're like a suppression system that keep us trapped and never light that fire for us. So don't tolerate cynicism even from the people closest to you. You can tell them straight that this is the new you, that you're on a mission, and you know that you'll fall down, make mistakes along the path, but that you're going to get back up again and again and again until you've made that vision a reality. Tell them that you've only made room in your life for supporters and cheerleaders and believers in your mission. And if they're able to support that vision, then you absolutely want to keep them around. And if they don't understand and still want to be cynics, well, then it may be time to make new friends or distance yourself from those particular family members. Understand that them pushing back is either trying to keep you safe or is in a resistance that is directly proportional to how deeply they've let their own missions and purpose and meanings in life die. 
The more that you try to change, the harder they'll push back because you're reminding them of everything their limiting beliefs prevent them from doing themselves. And your own mission is going to require so much time and energy that you don't have enough time and energy to try and reawaken somebody else's mission in their life. You're on your own path. Another option that you can do, especially with family members that are hard to disconnect from, especially people like our parents, is rather than telling them what you're going to do, go out and actually do it and show them some of the successes that you have. What you'll often see is they calm down about you being safe and can see that you're succeeding in life, in which case most of them are going to be pretty happy that that's happening for you and will start supporting you in your journey. Now, right alongside that are peers and collaborators, people that are working on the same thing as you are working in adjacent fields that you can collaborate your creative work with. Every community is a little different and some will be a better fit for you than others. If you start joining different communities and don't experience a warm welcome when you start out, don't give up. Look for another, more welcoming community to serve as your base camp, the place where you put down stakes and pitch your tent. You can think of this community as an intersection between the skills that you need to learn and the field that you're trying to actually apply these skills for achieving your purpose. For example, if you're trying to end poverty, you're probably going to need to learn economics and how the money system works. Those are two different communities that you can be a part of And even better, if you can find the intersection between those two, you can start collaborating with other people that are working towards the same mission. You may also have to learn some skills in entrepreneurship, UX design, or building a product. Those are all different communities that you can be a part of and start sharing what you're working on. And my bet is that you find other people that are passionate about that as well. And you can start collaborating with them and getting support from them. But once you find those communities, start participating in them, even if they're just a Slack channel. Go in, share your ideas, share your insights, share what you're working on, share the things that you've learned from your experiments. These are all things that are going to help other people. As you start interacting with those people, find out what they're working on and maybe a way that you two could collaborate, where now their efforts and your efforts are aligned and working in the same direction. The second level of your community of support are going to be the people that you're producing something for. These are going to be your audience members, the people that are either consuming your work or love the mission so much that they're always cheering you on and supporting it. And this means that when you're working towards your purpose, you can't just be doing it in a vacuum, in a room by yourself and never putting your work out there. The only way that you're going to get feedback about it is if you put it in front of other people. And most likely because we're trying to solve a global problem, this means that we're trying to serve other people. And so you need to get feedback on your solution if it's actually going to work for them. So my advice is every day in your daily practice, take something that you're building, an idea that you're working with, and start sharing it with others. In the age that we live now, there's so many ways to do that, whether it's social media, posting videos on YouTube, writing out a blog or a newsletter, or doing a podcast about what you're building. Additionally, if you're building some product or service, try and build minimal viable products and get them out as quickly as possible to test in front of the people you're trying to serve. Start asking them questions to see if it's really working for them or not. This is going to accelerate that feedback cycle for you. And you can quickly pivot away from the failures and start doing things that are actually going to work. At first, you're probably going to be pretty scared to put your work out there. It seems like almost a part of your identity because this idea is coming from your own mind. But the reality is, is the first times you put it out there, there's probably not going to be too many people that see it. And that's going to be okay in the beginning because you're going to have to build the muscle of actually putting these things out there and explaining it in a way that people understand, and even more, explaining it in a way that can be persuasive to them and inspire them. But the only way that's done is through practice of putting this out there again and again and again. And slowly, as you do this over time, say you're putting something out once every day, 
you start to build an audience around that because people see it over and over again and you start to clarify your own values. See, when you go through the process of creating something, of writing something or speaking words that somebody else has to understand, it starts to clarify your own values and your ideas and build a framework for yourself. And some of the best people that you can start sharing these items with is the people from level one, your immediate family, friends, peers, and network, because they're probably going to be pretty supportive of the things you put out there. Maybe not give the best feedback yet, but it's going to help give you that early momentum to start putting it out there more so that you can get feedback from other people that you're building in your audience. Now, eventually, as you build your audience over time, you're going to start gaining a lot of momentum. And this thing might even grow beyond you which is when we reach level three of creating a movement. We want to get in this habit of a sharing cycle, of creating something, then sharing it, promoting what we've created so that more people see it, and cultivating a community around what we've created. And then as we cultivate that community, they'll give us feedback, and we can go back to step one of creating something, sharing it, promoting it, and cultivating more community, getting this flywheel effect. Now, a movement is something that goes beyond you and is usually an idea that people can rally behind. An excellent example of this is Dr. Martin Luther King. When he was first starting out trying to get rid of racism and build rights for everyone, he had to start doing small little projects, ways that he could test out his ideals and see if they would actually lead to the solution that he had. So he began helping out small little communities across the country with different little projects, marches, speeches, and other things. Eventually, as he started building these little pockets of community, they started to come together under the ideals that Dr. Martin Luther King kept professing in every one of the activities that he was doing. Eventually, these started to add up and become something much more greater than just this one man. And we can see this in his I Have a Dream speech of how many hundreds of thousands of people gathered and went behind the ideas that he spoke in that speech and became a movement far greater than him. And because of that, the legacy of his ideas continue to live far beyond he did. They continue to shape our society and the way that we're approaching the challenges of dealing with one another. But this was only possible because he kept sharing what he was doing along the way. He kept engaging in those small activities that added up to something greater. He had a daily practice of living out his dreams. This is the power of creating a community around you. So just to recap, we're going to move from level one of finding the people in our immediate community, the many immediate family members, friends, peers, and networks that we can work with. As we begin working with them, we're going to move to level two, which is building an audience. The people that you're serving and the adjacent networks around that, they're going to become cheerleaders, be using your solution, or just help share and further your cause. And as this cause begins to spread, we're going to move to level three, which is a movement of people, hundreds of thousands that are behind your ideals, and this thing lives far beyond you. Before I practice today, I want you to just start writing down a list of the people that are in your immediate circle that can begin supporting you on your path to purpose. These may be family members, friends, mentors, just anybody that could give you support. And this support could be anything as large as teaching you some of the skills that you need to learn in order to fulfill your purpose, or just the emotional support, cheering you on as you go down this path. Additionally, write out some communities that you can join that are around your interests, your passions, the skills that you need to learn, and the causes that you're fighting for. And then get in touch with these people. Reach out to them. Tell them your plan and start getting some support. 
Thank you for taking the How to Find Your Purpose course. To get everything you need to develop your purpose, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners, then visit plato.university slash courses slash purpose and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash purpose. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.